Literary Scape presents the historical, inspirational book club podcast, the first of its kind. This show is for those who love clean romance adventure stories from the 1800s. In this episode, Tiffany and Melissa will be discussing Pretending to Wed by Melissa Jaggers. This is the second book in her Frontier Vows series. The ranch Nolan Key has spent decades working for, even lost a leg for, is now his, or at least it should be. But an absurd clause in his father's will means he's in danger of losing the place to his lazy, undeserving cousin. Nolan finds himself scrambling to save his home by proposing marriage to the town laundress. Corin Stillwater's hands have betrayed her, numb from hours of doing the same work over and over, her hands will only heal, according to the town doctor, if she gives up the laundry and marries. But she's been stung repeatedly by love before, so that is one remedy she can't swallow. When Nolan offers Corin a marriage in name only, how can she refuse? Such a partnership could give them the security they seek, but what if the ranch isn't as secure as they believe and their lives and dreams aren't quite as compatible as they thought? So our hero is Nolan Key. Outside of losing his leg due to an accident on the ranch, he had a pretty normal and simple past. What were your thoughts on him and the struggles he faced? Okay, so I felt like after that accident where he lost his leg, he spent the rest of his childhood and then into his adult life trying to regain his father's approval which in the end made him stronger, but his uncle's influence and praise helped him shape I thought helped shape him into a better man because even with the insecurities he struggles with, with having lost the leg and and everything, I thought he was strong and well-rounded and an honorable man. And I enjoyed his determination and humor. And I especially enjoyed how he pursued Corin after they married, which do you pronounce? Did you pronounce her name Corin? In my head, I did Corin. Okay. I don't know. It's kind of like Delia. Yeah. On the last Delilah. series. Delilah. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just did Corinne. Um, I agree with all the things you said. Yeah. About Nolan. I pictured him from the first book when he was filling in for Jacob as the yeah. marshal. Mm-hmm. And I, I know in the first book they said he had lost the leg, but the way he still did his job. Oh, and, yeah. And held his own with all those people mm-hmm. while he was guarding the jail. I kind of, I was like, wow, he is really... I didn't really think too much of the leg right. thing at all with him. Because um, he just kept living life. Yeah, he was strong. I mean, determined. He had that passion for ranching. He didn't mm-hmm. um, didn't seem like he wanted anybody to treat him differently because right. of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was my thought. And he was like he was our... like a normal yeah, guy. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I would agree. And so our damsel was... Corinne, or Corinne, Miss Stillwater, she has a past that is complicated due to some ill decisions when it comes to love. So what were your thoughts on her and the struggle she faced? Well, I felt bad for her, to be honest. I really did. I, I mean, she was plagued with so many doubts because of her past, yet with Nolan and God's help, she was able to overcome those mistakes. And I liked the journey she was on to reconcile with her past. 
if you haven't read the book, I think that I think our listeners would really enjoy it. But God always placed the right people in her life, I felt like, at the right time once she recommitted to him. Because she had been saved when she was a kid, but then she went through all this stuff and it felt like he was really distant. And then after her last disaster in love, basically, she said, I'm done with it and I just want God. That's it. And I felt like things... They didn't necessarily get easier, but they got better for her after that, which I did make a note on that. I liked how she made it like her life wasn't easier, but it was better, which is something I think can be misconstrued at times. And I like the way Melissa flushed this idea out through her. Like I feel like people are like, once you have Jesus, your life's easier. And it's like, no, life isn't easier. It's just better. And but in probably easier to handle what life throws you because you've got him to lean on. Yeah. That's the difference. It doesn't mean like, now I'm going to get everything I want. And, right. And you know. I think a lot of people think that way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I wrote that she was very pessimistic about love. Mm-hmm. She was heart- I, to me, I was heartbreaking to read mm-hmm. her story. But she was very, I feel remorseful and regretful. But it just turned her so bitter against it love. It did, didn't it? And so I agree with everything you said. But then Nolan... Yeah, he, he was didn't want known, love either. Yeah, he was known as like, I'll be a bachelor forever. I don't yeah. need to be married. <laughs> yeah. It was just, hold, I feel like he thought that would hold him back more than, you know, his leg did. Yeah. He was like, nope, I'm not marrying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so another part of the story, Nolan's cousin Matt and his snooty fiance caused grief for Nolan and Corinne. <laughs> what were your thoughts on them and their motives? So I wanted to give that woman a dose of her own medicine reading it because I thought, you are so mean. Their characters were so rooted in the world and its values rather than being rooted in God's word and his values. And it just, it's true. We rub shoulders with those people all the time, but these, they were like so mean and at towards Nolan and, and Corin and just... Yeah, it was frustrating because, you know, you love those two and you're like, right. leave them alone. <laughs> Get the mean people away from them. Yeah. I think hit the nail on the head when you said snooty fiance because I thought they were yeah. both spoiled brats. I wrote them untrustworthy and they were heartless and selfish. Oh, yeah. I want to take something that Nolan had been working for just, you know. Just because then they wouldn't do anything with it. Right. You know what I mean? They, they would were just counting the silverware. Like, yeah. What's the value of this place? Yeah. yeah. But Nolan's uncle, Matthias, complex character who comes through at the end. What were your thoughts about his words and actions and how he treated Corinne from the beginning to end? Okay, that I guess the way he treated her surprised me a little bit because Nolan always spoke so fondly of his uncle, mm-hmm. you know. But when you first meet him, I don't really care for him because I felt like he just dismissed her. And it was because of his own past with his why yes, I wrote that right yeah. which I won't say you know what happened there but he I didn't like that about him I did like though how the way he treated her changed throughout the story he really is an honorable man and his true colors show in the end so in the end it made me like him more yeah that's I was worried at the beginning too because I was like Nolan spoke so highly of him mm-hmm. like you said but he was kind of acting like Matt at the beginning. Like, I was like, can we really trust him? Like, he's just going to pass off these ideas. Yeah. Um, but you're right. His 
um, when you read more in the story, it tells about how his wife was at the in the past, and so you kind of get the understanding why he is the way he is mm-hmm. with women in general, and it wasn't not necessarily just her, but I mean, I was happy to see this change in character as they as Me the story too. progresses. So. That's all I'll say about that. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't give it away. Give away stuff. But there was also, uh, what were your thoughts about the doctor and the ranch hands? There was Sal, Timothy, Dr. Ellis. Yeah, yeah. So I felt like Sal was a steady constant. Right? I wrote constant and trustworthy Did you? Too. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed having him at Nolan's side. I just felt like he was um, a good role I was role model just someone that very dependable for him Dr. Ellis seemed gruff and stern but you soon realize he just has his patient's best interest at heart yeah I wrote he gave him tough love yeah he obviously wanted to care for him but yeah somebody had to be tough on him or he's not gonna I know yeah and then bringing Timothy back from the first book surprised me I was not expecting that because I'll be honest in the first book of that little gang of kids, Mm -hmm. he was my least favorite. He was one that I didn't care for, but maybe I'm wondering if when I was reading the first book, I was missing some clues about his character because, you know, we get to know him more throughout the series based on his words and actions from the first book. I didn't expect him to turn out to be such an upstanding young man. It's hard to say without giving away clues from the right because in the the first book, I feel like he was the one that was like the first out of like things started going. Um, yeah, besides that way. other girl, yeah, yeah, he was like out. Um, so true, that's true. But he just seemed very young to me in the series, like the mm-hmm. whole series. Like even in, when we move on, I won't. Yeah, yeah. Quit. When we get to his but story, he just yeah. very like a teenager. Like I don't know, he mm-hmm. just. He's there just throwing in little quips here and there. He just seems very, I just wrote young. Yeah. I don't know. We get to know him more as the series yeah. goes on, which is nice. We are going to pause to hear a word from our sponsor. If you would like to sponsor the show, email us at literaryscape at literaryscape.com. come home tired and exhausted from keeping up with life kick back and escape into another world another time with literature from literaryscape.com check out the books we have for sale by award-winning authors such as amanda cabot mary Keneally, karen whitmire and many more new items are continually added so check back often we look forward to serving you by bringing you quality literature and products visit us at literaryscape.com forward slash shop So what did you enjoy about Nolan and Jacob's relationship? I felt like they came across as friends that were like as close as brothers. Yeah. I, I mean, I really do. And they were supporting each other through the trials and hardships. Like Nolan was there to help Jacob, you know, during their story and romancing the bride. And here's Jacob coming in, trying to support Nolan and encourage him during his story, pretending to wed. Mm-hmm. I wrote down confidant. Um, and they could really count on each other. So That's I good. agree with everything you said. Yeah, yeah. And then what about Corinne and Anne's relationship? How did okay, you- so 
my thoughts were there are two women with different pasts yet many similarities. Mm-hmm. So they were, I thought they were perfect for each other, like Jacob and Nolan. They were supporting each other through the trials and hardships of life. And I really enjoyed the true picture of friendship they displayed. Because in life, you have lots of friends and acquaintances, but it's true friends like these that never fade away. I was happy that they found each other. Yeah. Honestly, I both separate backgrounds, but it, uh, Corinne was just so, or Corinne. Yeah. <laughs> she, she was just so closed off, I felt, to the whole world. She mm-hmm. didn't want help at the beginning of the book from anybody. She, I mean, and I think that she wasn't perceived as the friendliest person, mm-hmm. whereas people were trying to help her with her hands. And But she just was so closed off and yeah. just scared to get to know people. So I it was... I really enjoyed She was really protecting her heart because it had been broken so many times. And I think Annie was the same way in the first book Mm -hmm. about with friendships and Mm -hmm. particularly, and it was hard for her to open up to. So it was nice to see her kind of showing her and guiding her. I think some of the things that they talk about kind of helped. I know. <laughs> you have to have other. someone to be like, you know, uh, you know, because yeah. those are like sensitive topics. Sensitive topics. That's a good way of putting yeah. it. Yes. So, but yeah. But that, you know, but it's okay to talk about it in a way with a confidant like that. Mm-hmm. Then it, things like that aren't necessarily. But, and you know, it's staying between the two of you. Yes, and it's it's just another bonding factor there, yes. too. Yeah. So what were your thoughts on the plot that brought Nolan and Corinne together? Okay, I I put I love the way Melissa wrote this plot. And she had Nolan shaking his head in disgust and making fun of it as something from a dime novel, you know? Mm-hmm. And she really worked at making it seem more real rather than like a Hallmark movie. Because let's face it, doesn't it when it first starts out and he's like you mean I don't get the ranch unless I marry someone that immediately screams Hallmark to me. (laughs) You know what I mean? But I don't know how she does it, but she makes you go like not feel that way about it. So see, I just, I kind of felt the same way, like in Mm -hmm. our time period, how it's just for, are you for real? Yeah. And and that I was thinking more in that time period, how many times did that really happen? Like not necessarily written in a will, Mm -hmm. but a woman needing to marry yes. to keep her status or... Yeah, know. normally not the other way around yeah. like it was in right. this one. It's kind of the opposite of mm-hmm. what I think that time period would really be. Mm-hmm. But So I just found it really interesting. And yeah. It's kind of funny, you know, how... And it shows you how God throws things in there mm-hmm. in your life that you don't expect and, you know... Yeah. How it can work out just fine. Yeah. And no offense to Hallmark movies. I do watch them off and on. I can't handle all of them because some of them are just... Some of them are a little much, but... A little much, yes. But like last Sunday when we had all that rain, it was a day of just nothing but rain after church. I'm like, I just feel like cuddling up with a Hallmark movie. I didn't, but you know... (laughs) I finished my books. Yeah. (laughs) So were you able to relate to any of the characters in their struggle or triumphs? So I, for this one, I can't say that I could relate to their specific struggles. I'm glad you said that because I had trouble with that too. Did you? Like, okay. I, like, <laughs> I enjoy how they fell in love and I overcame did things, but yeah. I didn't like personally. There wasn't anything like I can be uh, sympathetic, but not empathetic because yeah. I hadn't been through it. You know, I, I mean, I've dealt with in, in 
security like uh, Nolan and Corin did. Uh, I think we all have. I think we all go through stages or moments where you just feel really insecure. But it's just in different areas of my life. There's their marriage going through a rough patch and then triumphantly emerging from the flames was relatable. But I think every marriage goes through trial, like mm-hmm. a trial like that, at least once that really only strengthens strengthens the vows and deepens the love. But there wasn't anything like really specific from them that I could say, like you said. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> How many lessons would you give pretending to wed by Melissa Jackers? I would give pretending to wed three lassos. I, I thought, yay! I, I really thought she wrote a story with a compelling plot that made me want to keep turning the page. But once again, she created characters that had depth that felt real and relatable. Even though I couldn't say, like, I can relate to, like, a specific event or anything. They felt real. So I agree. And I like how... They came from the first story. I love how the series you're picking are all doing. Like, we get to really know the characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I enjoyed it. And the more romance. <laughs> yes. I mean, I know you liked the last series we talked about. I did, yeah. But I liked how this one was. Yeah. They were already I, married and then had to find their love story. Both yeah. of them. The first two in this yes. series are that way. They're married and then they fall in love. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening to our discussion of Pretending to Wed by Melissa Jaggers. Join us next week as we dive into the third book of her Frontier Vow series titled Depending on You. Be sure to sign up for our newsletter and become a member to enter this month's giveaway of Melissa Jaggers' autographed Frontier Vows series. The last day to enter to win is October 28th. The winner of the giveaway will be announced during our wrap-up show on November 4th. If you have already signed up for our newsletter or are a member, then you are automatically entered into the giveaway. Remember, members receive discounts at our store and three entries for all our giveaways, access to our monthly reading list, bonus content, and exclusive live events. If you enjoy our content, consider becoming a member today as your support helps us create more content for you. Thank you for your support and until next time, happy and blessed reading.